Supplemental examination recently took effect under the America Invents Act. This new provision provides a pathway to strengthen a patent by presenting new information for the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to consider after a patent is issued. However, supplemental examination can also be a risky move as it could potentially raise new questions about patentability. Finnegan partner Paul Barker joins us now to discuss the supplemental examination provision of the AIA. Paul, could you start us off by providing an overview of the supplemental examination provision? Yes. As you mentioned, John, supplemental examination provides a patent holder with an opportunity to present information to the patent office and have the patent office consider information that was not considered during the original prosecution of the patent. And the benefit that the patent holder gets from the proceeding is that they are protected from an attack of inequal conduct in court under many circumstances. And why is that important? Quite often when a patent holder sues an infringer, the infringer counters with a charge of inequal conduct. And the result of a successful defense of inequal conduct is unenforceability of the patent which will prevent the patent holder from asserting the patent. This arises quite often in litigation. During the discovery process, the infringer has access to the files of the patent holder and finds, for instance, an article that was not submitted to the patent office or finds data that's inconsistent with data that was presented to the office. And the infringer at that point will argue that the patent holder withheld the information with intent to deceive the patent office. And by availing themselves of a supplemental examination proceeding, the patent holder can head off these attacks of inequal conduct. Paul, how does the process work? The patent holder presents a request to the patent office and presents the new information, and the new law and the rules implementing the new law provide all of the details of what needs to go into one of these requests. And within three months, the patent office will determine whether the new information raises a substantial new question of patentability. And if the information does not raise a substantial new question of patentability, the patent holder will get a certificate from the office. And once they have their certificate, they are protected from a charge of inequal conduct based on that information in in many circumstances. And I'll get into exceptions later. If the patent office determines that there is a substantial new question of patentability, the patent office will commence a ex parte re-examination proceeding. And it'll be similar to ex parte re-examination proceedings that exist today, where the patent office will evaluate the information and there's a back and forth between the patent office and the patent holder to determine whether the claims are allowable or whether the claims need to be amended. And at the end of that re-examination proceeding, if claims are ultimately allowed, the patent holder at that time will be, again, protected from charges of inequal conduct based on the information that was considered by the office in the request. What are the exceptions? The main exception involves timing. The patent holder cannot wait until after the issue of inequal conduct has been properly raised in a lawsuit. Once it's raised in a lawsuit by an opponent, the patent holder will not be able to use supplemental examination to protect the patent from the asserted attack of inequal conduct. So it's a strategy decision. The patent holder has to decide whether or not to file a supplemental examination request before an opponent raises it in a lawsuit. If they wait until after it's raised in a lawsuit, it will be too late. Paul, how can this help strengthen an existing patent? 
Well, the most obvious way it strengthens the patent is that it prevents a patent from being held unenforceable under inequitable conduct. And that obviously is, is a huge benefit to a patent holder if you can take the issue off the table. And it's not just a benefit to keep the patent from going down in flames. It's also a big benefit for other reasons. Defending a charge of inequitable conduct is expensive, and it takes up a lot of time, and it takes up a lot of energy and, and distracts from the main part of the case. So if you can take the issue off the table, that's a big deal. Another advantage is the optics. If an opponent brings a case of inequitable conduct, it usually shows some behavior that's not so great. And it might not rise to the level of inequitable conduct, but it doesn't look very good to the judge. Even if the judge doesn't ultimately find inequitable conduct, on closer issues unrelated to inequitable conduct, he might side with the infringer if he doesn't like the behavior that's shown in the inequitable conduct allegations. Well, do you have any other suggestions for strengthening a patent? Another way it can strengthen the patent is unrelated to inequitable conduct. Under U.S. law, if information has previously been considered by the patent office and an opponent wants to present that information in a validity attack, they have a huge burden of convincing a judge or a jury that the patent office got it wrong. And so anytime you can present new information and have it considered by the office, it can strengthen the validity of the patent. And some people have said that you might even want to use this in instances where the law has changed. So if you get a patent issued five years ago and the law changes by the time you file the lawsuit, the opponent will basically say that the patent office issued the patent based on the old law. And under the new law, the patent should be invalid. So this might be an opportunity to present the new law to the office and ask the office to reassess the validity based on the new law. What are some of the risks of updating a patent through supplemental examination? The first risk involves timing. As I mentioned earlier, the protection under the statute only applies after any reexamination has been concluded. And so when the request is filed, if you get the certificate within three months that there's no substantial new question, the patent holder is in good shape. They have the certificate, they can sue, and they have the protection. But if the patent office finds a substantial new question and institutes a reexam, the process is, is now outside the control of the patentee as far as timing is concerned. They have to wait until that reexam proceeding is concluded. And although the patent office is supposed to move quickly through reexaminations, quite often it can take over two years. And so if the patent holder wants to have the benefit of protection under the statute, they have to wait more than two years before they file a lawsuit. And that might not be very attractive to have to wait that long to file the lawsuit. And if the patent holder changes their mind and decides to file the lawsuit anyway without the protection, they've aired their dirty laundry in the public already. And you can be sure that in the lawsuit, there'll be a charge of inequal conduct based on the very information they submitted in the request. Are there other challenges to consider? Another potential downside is with any time you ask the patent office to reassess claims. And that is, you might not get those claims at the end of the day. And the other thing to keep in mind is that at the patent office, the burden of proving that a claim is invalid is much lower than in a court. So you might find a situation where if you had gone to court, you would get the original claims upheld as being valid under the higher burden. 
than if you go back to the patent office and the patent office finds that there's problems with the claims and you either don't get them or you have to amend them to the point where you can't go after as many products as you might have been able to assert the patent against prior to the amendment of the claims. The other risk involved doesn't necessarily involve the patent holder or the patent because the protections that are afforded under the statute only apply to the patent. They don't apply to the practitioner. And so one of the risks involved is the patent practitioner that was involved in the original prosecution might still be subject to sanctions. And that will obviously go into the analysis of whether or not to file a supplemental examination if the company is concerned about the practitioner. Our guest has been Paul Barker, a partner at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.